Welcome to the Wealthy Retailer Podcast. My name is Dan Holman, and my guest today is Leanne Mohagen from Simone and Ivy. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Simone and Ivy. Leanne, welcome. Thank, Thank you for you. joining me today. I really appreciate it. And can't wait to hear this story because you, like a few of our guests, it's kind of strange, are not really a retailer. I'm a retailer in disguise. <laughs> I'm not a retailer. I You weren't I, a retailer. You are I, now. Actually, yeah. And you know what's, yeah, I, I feel like the word retailer is misused in so many ways it because <laughs> retail sounds so, well, right now in our economy, retail is what everyone shies away from. Sure. Um, but I was thinking about it earlier and I'm like, what am I really doing here? What am I, am I like a retailer? Am I an entrepreneur? And just this morning, thinking about coming here and being like, I don't know what, what I'm going to talk about when I come here. I don't know what you're going <laughs> to ask. But I was kind of thinking, you know, just in the world of people. Yeah. So I guess I'm doing that through we're, we're in the business of people without really yeah. farming out people because I think that's also frowned upon nowadays. Yep. <laughs> yes, yes. No, not that Not that. Word, yeah. But yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you chose, you chose kind of home, define, define Simone and Ivy for me. Got it. So Simone and Ivy is, uh, we call it everything interior. So my past, my previous um, 15 years or so has been in an entrepreneurial world, which I surely didn't grow up in, but in, you know, as what, I, I feel like the word entrepreneur has just become really popular and kind of a buzzword right. in the last 10 years, but I uh, grew up on a farm. Uh, my, uh, there's four of us, th three siblings and myself, and I'm the miracle. I'm, yeah. 15, 14, and 10 years younger than my siblings. And so growing up, I was the accident, but you know, now that that's not allowed to say anymore, I'm right. just a miracle. And so my family was a farm family. And I think that, so we, I guess that's an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur. And so um, that's something that I think, I guess was in my blood, but as time went on, um, I ended up, you know, getting a kinesiology degree and then following what I say, following my childhood dream of selling window coverings for about 13 years. And so, you know, how do you go from farm girl to kines degree to selling blinds and drapery right and um it was really just an accident i think that i just loved people and i loved business and i loved the numbers and i guess by accident through osmosis growing up with my family making a living for themselves uh which is called farming yes or being an entrepreneur sure um after I, you know, I really got, I accidentally stumbled upon a business, uh, a company who was already running in the city that I was living in. It was a franchise. I like, much like things like today where you're like, do you want to? And I say, yes, but I don't know what I'm <laughs> signing up for. Um, I, you know, I talked to a couple who owned a franchise and I talked to them for a couple hours, called the franchise the next day, remortgaged the house you know, had a one and two year old and thought, yep, let's do this, yeah. let's buy into this franchise. And so I did, sold window coverings, loved it, uh, loved so much about it. So I guess that's a different form of retail because it was in-home sales. Right. And so when I moved here uh, back to Alberta, I thought I wanted to do that again. And what was weird is I missed window coverings. <laughs> and then I realized, you know, it's not window it's coverings not per se, it's like going into customers' homes sure. and really connecting with them. And so I thought, what can I do here? found a bit of a need um, for a store or a place that you could go that made you feel good. So um, for anybody who's ever moved away from uh, your home, so when I came here, I didn't really know anyone. I moved here with my three daughters, uh, got remarried, so new relationship, uh, new environment, trying to find new friends. And right. when I was living in uh, my past city where I owned my businesses, there was a couple of stores that I would go into that just made me feel good when I was having a bad day. I called them yeah. bad day stores. And just stores that um, you know, you would always find something that would kind of 
fill whatever void you needed that day. And so when I moved here, I felt like there was a bit of a void in that area. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to sell some window coverings and I'm going to, you know, interior design and interior styling and making things look good seemed to be something that I was pretty good at. But right. again, Kinney's degree, yeah. no actual education right. in this department. Right. And so I opened up a company called Simone and Ivy. And uh, everybody wants to know what is who Simone and Ivy or Simon and Ivory or however it comes <laughs> out when people talk about it. But uh, Simone and Ivy are named after my mom and my grandma. And um, the tagline is beautiful living. Uh, and I think it just really comes from what does a beautiful life look like? For a lot of people that might be furniture, their homes, right. or more about how you live your life is what sure. I was trying to recreate. So that when you came into that store, no matter what was happening in the external world, you would always feel good when you came into that store. So that's Simone and Ivy. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna share this with you. I was there last night at, at your store. Um, you know, something I'm really, really, really proud of you and super, mm. I mean, I have so much admiration for you know, this idea of collaboration and pulling, you know, other businesses together inside your business and allowing them to utilize your space to promote themselves. I mean, it's just so admirable. But so there I am last night talking with someone and um, she said to me, man, this is a beautiful store. And I said, I mean, it is just how it has evolved is, it's, it's almost unbelievable how it evolved. And she said, it just, you feel good here. So yeah. I'm going to say to you, mission accomplished. Good, you know, thank when a, you. when a woman stands in a store and says, "I feel good here," yeah, and you know, me, a you know, middle-aged white dude standing <laughs> in the middle of a store, going, "Yeah, okay, I don't know if I get that here with yep. furniture and florals and yep. you know, super everything." Yes, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. But so mission accomplished, great job. And again, you know, I'm really proud that I don't know if we've seen someone come into a community like this and find their way into a community. Yeah. Almost everyone that I come in contact with here in St. Albert knows of Simone and Ivy, knows of Leanne. Not everyone has been in the store, which they all need yeah. to kick in the rear end to get in. <laughs> <laughs> Replay. <laughs> they need yeah. to get in and check they the store do, out and yeah. feel what it feels like to be surrounded by, you know, I, I wanna say the smile you know, the welcoming feel good that your store is. So, you know, good for you for seeing that come to fruition. And, Thank you. you know, we'll replay that. Get your ass in the store. It, it is so a that lot it stays of work. There. It's yeah. so much, and I feel like, you know, mission accomplished, that's really important. But I did have somebody else, um, another entrepreneur say to me last night, you know, the team that you have yeah. here, you don't, you don't fabricate that. You don't right. make that up. The energy is really good. And, um, you know, when I, um, I, I listen to podcasts all the time, so this is really, you know. So you know exactly what you're doing right now. I, I guess I do, yeah, yeah. But mostly, it's just, you know, I was I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and making and people, you know, some of the people, my mentors that I listen to on podcasts, they always talk about following your dream and finding what you love, and then follow that dream. And so oddly enough, just this morning, I was having a conversation with one of my. Um, my go-to people, and mm -hmm. there's only a couple go-to people. We talk about, you and I right. have these conversations where um, as an entrepreneur, it's so lonely. So you have these people that love you, like my husband, for example, and would right. support me no matter what, but doesn't have any um, entrepreneurial background right. or he doesn't really get that. And then there's entrepreneurs who just don't know and you know you don't know if they love you or if you should confide. And so to find those right. few go-to people is really what, I mean, it makes up the ability for me to keep functioning right. on a daily basis. But 
I was talking to her this morning and I said, you know, I, I'm listening to these podcasts and interior, I don't have a background in interior design and blinds and window coverings and floral, all things I love and I'm so happy about this feeling, but I don't know, is that what I really love? And you know, as re or retailers, as entrepreneurs, we question right. ourselves all the time. And you know what she said to me, because she's known me throughout my entrepreneurial journey, she said, you know what you're doing? You are doing what you love, because actually she goes from the outside when I look at you, your love and your passion is to create a place right. for other people to do what they love. Yeah. And so I think that that was kind of you know what I needed to hear this morning. And funny that it just comes out it, as retail. As location. retail, it does kind of, doesn't it? And you know the funny thing when I I kind of grew up in the furniture business. I say I grew up, but I really found my way inside furniture. And I was you know maybe ninety seven or ninety eight. I was working with a mentor at the time, a coach. Um, and her name was Tony, and Tony said to me, you know, and I know this is gonna sound like, no kidding, but she said to me, you know, your business is not about furniture. Mm. It's about people. Yep. I mean, more importantly, it's about homes. So your furniture's, your, your business is not about furniture, yep. it's about homes and rooms and the people that are in there. And the part that I love so much about retail today is the people and I sort of talked about the smiles in your store last night and what I really meant were those smiling faces that are that is your team yeah that every one of them was engaging and not just engaging but attractive yeah and you know you wanted to talk to them and you wanted to hear what they had to say and that doesn't come easy finding those yeah. people I feel I mean as a I don't know if we're trying to you know inspire other retailers or say like what's what's working, but I know that, I don't know a lot right now because our business is, so yeah. only a year ago this month was this an idea for me. Sure. And so um, much like other personalities that I know, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I have an idea and I'm gonna do it, and then I just do it, and right. then I try to pick up the pieces later and figure yeah. out all of the, the process. But, um, you know, so for what's happening in the energy within our team, that has happened in such a short period of time. I mean, I have, um, owned a business and had a team before and I know that those things when you get that mesh like that It's you can't fabricate that right. there's when it comes to leadership and all of the team meetings and inspiring people You can do all of that, but if they don't mesh themselves and so I feel absolutely Blessed and thankful that you know there there is a future and so we you know we had our team meeting this week and I said to them it's it's really hard for us because all we hear around us is how awful the economy is sure. and how companies are shutting down and companies similar to us and companies different than us and companies within our business that aren't having Christmas parties. And I, I just said to them, you guys, I, I don't give a shit. Right. I, I don't care what's happening out there. In here, it's different. And we're going to find out what people want, what right. people need, and we're going to deliver that to them. And, you know, just to see the look on my team's face and it's like, like you know, where he puts up their sword, like all, the, yeah. you know, and I, and when I look at them and they look at me, I we all know that we're on the same team, and so right. for us, it it for me, entrepreneurship or entrepreneurship and um, retail is about selling people. I am right. selling those people, and they're selling themselves, and so you know, we're, we happen to be doing that in the furniture world sure. or um, interior design or inspiration within a home. Um, whether that be through floral or whatever it is. Right. So to me, that just comes back to by far my most important core belief. I want to ask you about how you've transitioned. So you called yourself new. Yep. You know, maybe a year ago you came to, you had this vision that you've now, yep. I don't know if you've delivered on that vision, but you've delivered on a vision. Yep. How have you maneuvered 
in the last 12 months, more specifically in the last six, Six you know, because I think that the store has changed from opening day, you know, to what today looks like. Yep. Um, Definitely it has changed. Um, And again, there are some things that will never change. And number one, you know this, that my number one um, priority is relationships, relationships with our internal team, relationships with our customers. That will never change. That is one thing that I know for sure. Um, But what has changed in this store is really just listening to what the people are telling us. And what the people are telling us is, you know, I kind of came out and Dan, I know that you are a strong believer. I came out with, I'm gonna put into the store 75 different concepts. And then I'm gonna see what the people tell us. And then we're gonna go with that concept. And you said, you know, maybe we should start with five or six (laughs) concepts. And so I pared it down and I went back to, you know, those five, everything interior, everything that you can put in your home. And really um, out of those um, concepts, whether it be the retail or the furniture or the design side, the customers tell us what they need. And that's really, how do I know that? That's what the books tell us. And so I think that that is one um, one thing I've learned f- through uh, retail and through entrepreneurialism for a long time is that it, it doesn't matter how you feel about some things, you really need to listen to what, um, what people want. And no matter right. if it was in your business plan, and your business plan is a 12-month business plan, sometimes you change that in two months. Sure. And so I feel like, um, you know, back to pr- putting out 75 things, I feel like you just change quickly, change quickly, see right. what they're saying, try, try, you know, different things. And if that works, just keep doing more of that and less of what's not working. And so, you know, when we think about listening to that customer, do you feel like you have enough customer data to now say I know what my next 12 months looks like? Uh, You you know, the answer is of course no. I mean, we're new, we're still six months old and I think, uh, you know, this is one of the things as a retailer that I find um, a little bit disheartening because before it was in-home sales, it was a little bit different for me, but still we need people to pick up the phone and call or we need people to drive their car to our store. And so, you know, living, I, I really chose this community because I loved um, the hominess of it, even though it's a city, it's really a town for me and that felt comfortable and the support that everyone has for each other. And mm-hmm. so, you know, we're 10 minutes, everyone who I know who lives in the city is 10 minutes from our store and I see people all the time. They're like, oh my gosh, how's it going? I have been meaning to come in there. <laughs> and I'm like, meaning, meaning to come in there, meaning, um, you know, and, and I think as a retailer, what I what I learned from myself, because retail is new for me, is I didn't think in the mindset of, you know, as a consumer, I didn't think in the mindset that I now do. Right. And so one of the things that I, I find, you know, one of my ways that's, that I would like to communicate that's very, I'm very passionate about is explaining to our city what does it mean to be a small business? What right. does it mean to support a small business? What does it mean when we don't get the first chance and an online company doesn't? And, you know, I, I'm... I'm excited to share what that really means because I didn't realize it either. I right. didn't know it. So I you know, I can't really shame people about it because I didn't know six months ago either sure. what it meant. Um, but I do know what it means is that, I mean, we're brand new. I, I'm talking, I, I invested my kids' college foundation, <laughs> my um, my entire heart into this business. And right. as funny as it is, it's, it's, true. Not, it's, it's not funny. True. <laughs> it's true. And I worked, you know, created a really great yeah. business and saved up some money and mm-hmm. boom, right back in. Mm-hmm. And so, listen. Laughter is how emotion sometimes like, gets or, up. Or crying. <laughs> or like, yeah. exactly. We laugh or cry every single day. Yes. Exactly. And so, <laughs> when when we opened this store, all of a sudden, I mean, in the last three to four months, I probably have, on average, if not like I'm I'm yeah. on the humble side of average, three to four people coming into our store asking for donations back into our community. Right. 
And I mean, there's nothing more that I love than being generous. And again, that's what my mom and my family's taught me is just right. generosity, giving, giving, giving. And um, you know, I, I, it's just interesting because people will come in and ask, and and I'll talk to them about you know what they're looking for, where they come from. Are you from a hockey team? Are you from a? Have you been in the store before? No, I haven't been in the store before. But right. Here's the ask, and so for me as a retailer, and I mean, I used to be the asker. Can right. you can you donate to us? And I didn't realize that, you know, without that support from our local community, we can't give back into our local right. community onto our hockey teams. And we're doing the best we can. We're still supporting. I think we have about eight foundations now that we've supported as much as we can. So that's something that's really near and dear to my heart. Is that I want to be able to support the the employees or the team members and their families to go on and be able to contribute back right. into our community, and most importantly, to continue to give back to our community. So it is a place people want to stay and want to thrive in. I think we have to we, we have to employ. We have to not employ. We have to. How do I want to say that without really? Pissing somebody off. I mean, I it is it is imperative that the community gets behind the local retailer. You know, it's it's disheartening when someone comes to me. And you know, listen, I, I have these same exact challenges that you do. Yeah. I have retailers that come to me. You know, I don't and think say, we're you and I are not different from no, any retailer on anybody. the planet. Right? We're the same. Exactly. Yeah. People come to me and say. You know, oh, I, I, you know, I need your help. I need, I need support from the local community, and then they buy product on Amazon, and I say, wait, whoa, 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 wait yeah. a minute. You want the community to support you, yeah. but you go and buy your product from Amazon. Yeah. Why would the, why would the consumer support you if you're not yep. really doing that in turn? And so we need to get them. We need, they need to recognize how Understand. important it is. I feel Understand. like it's, it's just, it's not because they do it out of. A, uh, a disheartening place, right? Oh, no, right? no, no, it's not malicious. because they don't understand. It's, they don't know. Yeah, yeah, they don't know what exactly. they don't know. And and it's our job to tell them that yeah. if you want, you know, my name on the back of your kid's hockey jersey, if you yeah. want, you know, if if I need you to support the hospital foundation. <laughs> Ask two times. <laughs> you know, two I times. have to push people, yep. you know, to come and support your store. And yeah. I also have to be a support yep. mechanism to that store. Yep. And, and it isn't always about me coming and spending money, but it's yep. me making sure that every time I hear someone is looking for something yep. that's relative to you, that that's where they go. Yeah. That that becomes part of our circle. Absolutely. And it's whether it's you know your store or Bella Moss or Sweet or Rev or whoever it is, yep. that we know that we have this tight little group of independent yep. business people, entrepreneurs, retailers, or whatever form we want to talk about, that are supported by our customer base. Yep. I, and I, I agree with that 100%. The, the other thing that I'm understanding now as a retailer with my 75 ideas is that what I want to do from my end and take responsibility from my side, why aren't you coming into my store? Yeah. Or, wh or why aren't you buying from my sure. store? And so if it's, oh, Amazon or Wayfair, yep. you know, right. who, who crushes us sometimes is, why are you choosing that? And then really understanding how can we fill that void? And so I think it's it's one of two things, right? It's us changing, providing to the customer what they need. Mm -hmm. So I love I love shopping online at night in bed in my pajamas. And that, okay, great. So I'm hearing that. That's why a lot of those places are working. So I am, we're definitely venturing into the online format. And so I'm trying to, you know, two-way, explain to people how important it is to get into our store. But also, wh why aren't you? And I feel like that's, as an entrepreneur, to hear those things, or as a retailer, I'm not there because can be a little bit personal mm -hmm. and a little bit emotional. But right. I, 
I'm so far past that. It's more of a, it's a game for me. Right. Oh, you're not. Well, let me fix that for let you. Let me so fix I, that. Let, I want to eliminate every, you know, challenge. That Let's remove all have. of these obstacles that you keep yeah. throwing up, or that, that yeah. customers throw up without even knowing that and they're we, doing it. I do it. the same thing. Right. I understand the, right. you know, I understand why online shopping and. I understand the ease of that right. and the and the plethora of um, options on there. I think it's just important um, as retailers and a retailer community, uh, small business community, is really just to share that. Mm -hmm. and, and you tell me all the time, and, and I think this is something, you know, when, when people say, as a retailer, it's such a humbling experience because people will say to you all the time, like, same conversation, how is the store going? <laughs> oh my God, the store is, it's amazing, it's so good. And you always corrected me. You said, you know what, Leanne, you need to stop and you need to say it would be a lot better if if we had more people if coming through the door. we had more people walking through the door. And that is that is the truth, but there's that part of, um, for small business people or people in general that gets in the way and it's our ego. Mm. Mm, yeah. And this facade that we you. throw out there that, yeah. oh, it's great, everything is so good, I'm so happy to yes. be in business. Yes. Except I cried myself to sleep last night. I really have no idea when this ulcer is going to get fixed. I keep making things worse. Like, and we're sitting in a room 100%. with business people, right? So it's, people get <laughs> yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah, right? yeah, and I feel like, you know, and it is funny because that, that ego is kind of to just put it on autopilot business. I have the same elevator speech, it's so good, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. but then the people that I know and the other business people, it's funny because we, I mean, gosh, on every podcast I've listened to and every person I know, being an entrepreneur is the loneliest place it on is. the planet. And so I found a lot of um, relief from that loneliness by actually dropping my ego and just saying, you know what, some days really suck, like I haven't slept in three months. Mm -hmm. You know what, and you and I have talked about before, um, it's some kind of mental illness, it's an entrepreneurial mental illness, we all suffer from it, and it's um, multiple personalities. And right. so we go through this roller coaster and I talk about my poor husband, he's just, you know, he, he works a job <laughs> that he knew, he knows his shifts and his hours from now until he retires right. at 55. He knows how much he's going to get, and it's just so consistent. Probably one of the most important jobs in the world. I mean, he's out there. I mean, he, he's Saving happy. Lives. He's happy to jump into a burning building, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, I'm setting it on fire and yes. hoping. Yes, he's, he lives <laughs> he's around. I set things on fire every day, and our whole life is like that. And so yeah, for yeah, him yeah. to see, like, one day. I will just be literally in a puddle, just like the fetal position, and just be like, ah, I don't know what I did, I'm sorry, I, I know you didn't sign up for this. And he's just like, he, he doesn't want to come too close, like he wants he wants to be there, so, so yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. like this, it's okay, it's babe, okay. it's okay, can I get you, you know, and like my mom, she used to feed us when yeah. we were sad, and so he comes out with, you know, like, do you want a coffee, do you want a wine? And I was like, I don't know, nothing's gonna help. And then the next day, I wake up and he's still like, arms like this, and I'm like, oh my God, I, I'm brilliant. I am sitting on a gold mine. <laughs> I have so much. I figured it out. I, I so I totally figured it out. And so, you know, people who aren't in that world, right. really, it, I feel like sometimes the facade of oh everything is great is because you don't really they don't actually want to know. They don't what really like. want to hear what it is. It's a lot because, and they don't get it. Yeah. I know, and I don't want to spew that. The only other people who care are other entrepreneurs who are like oh I get you. Yeah, they, but, you have yeah. a connection to them. Yeah, for sure. So I want to ask you this. I think. You know, I recognize that you put yourself out there when yep. you came here. Yeah. And not here in this building, but when you came to St. Albert and you decided that you wanted to do this. Yep. You put yourself out there and you might think it's fate, you know, that you met John and Terry. Yeah. You know, you might think it's fate that you met, 
you know, the other entrepreneurs that you yes. that are in your life right now. Yeah. But for those retailers that are listening and going, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I can tell them, you know, come and talk to Leanne. She's having, you know, the level of success she's having is because she put herself out there. Yeah. There's no luck in it. Yeah. It's not fate. Yeah. Whether you believe it or not, I mean, you might be yeah. a fateful person, but I'm not. Yeah. I believe that you put yourself out there and yeah. the stars aligned. And, and maybe yeah. that is fate, but you know, if you didn't put yourself out there, if yeah. you didn't align yourself with these people that I feel like, you know, you, you are have done really well by. I have a pretty good team behind me. Right. Yeah. But I those people are out there. They're out there. I feel like um, it's just taking the risk. And if you're not an entrepreneur, and, and, and we, I think that, and I keep saying it, entrepreneur is a buzzword. Mm. Because growing up, I'm going to be honest with you, and I don't even know if we heard that word entrepreneur. I think that that's a new word. But if you owned your own business, that's because you didn't know what you were going to do when you grew up. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Right? If you lived in a small town and you yeah. were an, an entrepreneur, and now I feel everybody, like it's everybody cool wants now. Everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. Right. But entrepreneur, like it's not, um, you know, <laughs> I, I don't want to say it's awful, but there's times where it's awful. Right. And there's times where, this, you know, I think that the only reason I keep doing it and we keep doing it and we keep putting ourselves out there and keep risking and keep believing and dreaming is because we know that the highs are just as high as the lows. Right. And so when you you get, it's like that, you know, gateway drug almost. Where it that, is. That it's, you, you're addicted to that high. And I think that part of that is um, the stress. Part of that is uh, we, the challenge, we're competitive people, we are dreamers, we are believers, we're creators, we're very, very creative people. And I feel like the only thing that can keep this level of energy or this level of this pace going for entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs like ourselves is um, other people mm-hmm. and relationships. And relationships. And so sure. uh, part of what I love and hate about myself is how naive I am. Uh, you know, I, I don't understand why it wouldn't work. Like, you know, everybody's right. like, well, here's why and why. And I'm like, you give me 20 reasons, I'll give you 21 why it's going to work. Right. And I mean, you met me in that stage, right? You met me. You met me when yeah. I was like, I'm going to do this. And you're like, well, you got to hold back. I'm like, too late, I already signed the lease. <laughs> and so now you're going to make me, you're going to help me do it. Right. And so I feel like coming back to relationships and finding, um, as a retailer, you need to find other people who are there to support, understand the same challenges, but not find the on the retailers or people who are working for themselves who are there to increase the bitching and complaining. Mm-hmm. And for me, I think that's a slippery slope because we get right. so many small business owners, I mean, here in every city I've ever been in, I, I um, traveled to the US for two years and worked with small business owners, um, shared my story, shared a few things that worked and didn't work so that they could or couldn't make the same mistakes. Mm-hmm. Cause I had lots, like I could go on for like podcast 20 hours about yes. the mistakes I've made. And so- I'm gonna make one more later on today, <laughs> I'm sure of it. <laughs> Every day, you're yep. like a few mistakes are fine. Yep. But just being able to make sure that you find the people who are aligned with your core values and your beliefs. So whether it be, I'm gonna make this work, irregardless of what every news channel is saying and irregardless of what's happening to our economy, I, I, I could spend all of my time you know, thriving and being like, oh my gosh, my kids aren't going to school. And, or mm-hmm. I could take the same amount of energy and be like, who else in town is not giving up? I want to I want to know more about them. I want right. to know about, you know, the people who've been here for eight years or 10 years, or you mentioned John and Terry, my, um, the uh, landlords of our space, the, you know, they were in business for, I think 30 or 40 years in yeah. town. And they were in a business that 
it was so competitive when we talk about margin. And so when I'm in one of those days, you know, and I have my go-tos, I talk about my go-tos, John and Terry are my go-tos and they accidentally became friends because right. of their, you know, I, I appreciate so much about them because they truly do it for the people mm -hmm. and they, they make decisions based on what's right. Yep. And I think that, uh, you know, there's so those are the people. So, me, you know, there's a big business group of us here, but it's really finding those few people that really align with what you envision and where you want to go. So I think that that's yep. important not to get stuck in the other alignment. Well, I think if we, you know, if we look for the bad, if we look for the negative, if we yep. look for the what's not going to work, man, oh man, it's everywhere. Everywhere. It is everywhere. Yep. We can figure that out. But if we look to you know, the positive, what is working, and those people that are committed, no matter what, come hell or high water, if this is gonna work, yep. you yep. know, there's opportunities that present themselves that we had no idea yep. existed. And when we open ourselves up, like I think, this is what yep. I, one of the things I admire most about you is your ability just to open yourself up. Yep. And I continue to say, be vulnerable. Yes, there's vulnerable. nothing wrong with being vulnerable. Yep. And allow people to come in and do what they're supposed to do. Yep. They're supposed to support. They're supposed to help. They're supposed to be that, you know, that that catapult for us. Yeah. And I feel the same way in in my business is <laughs> all whatever we're doing. I feel the same way. Yeah. I want people to to feel like they have an obligation to support. Yeah. Because we are gonna do something great for them. Yeah. At some point. And I think that the key is that you're you know when we want to do something great, it's. Tr like the true meaning of doing something great for someone else is not expecting anything in return. Yeah. And so I, I do truly believe in that. And sometimes, it, you know, to be completely honest, sometimes you're like, hey, and I mean, Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, he's my like online love, right? <laughs> and so I, I love and I listen to him. And one of the things I learned years and years and years ago that changed my, one of the things that changed my past business from going from good to great was his his rule of give, 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 give. Sure. Take. Take. And so, you know, the other thing I was talking about this morning when I talked to my go-to is we all have a lot of, a lot to say in 10 minutes, but we were talking about, you know, how long do you have to give before you can take again? And how, mm -hmm. you know, and sometimes that, it, and I just said this morning, I'm like, gosh, what I really am realizing is that this is a marathon and, and it's not a sprint. And that's really hard for people who come from that background because we are doers and go-getters, and right. so we want that immediate gratification. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that person that's a quick start doesn't recognize, yeah. you know, that it's oh, that I, not only is it okay, but I need to slow down. Yep. Otherwise, Ugh. I mean, otherwise the turtle passes me. Yeah. Right. True. And we we need to take that that ability, that time, to slow down and and see things through. And yeah. I've said this to you before. I mean, th this is just practice. This is warm up. Yep. This isn't the game yet. Yeah. You know, the game hasn't Which started. It's like exciting and depressing all at it once. It is, isn't it? It is. <laughs> it, is it is. Right. I mean, I get re-energized every day when I think it's okay. We're just practicing. It's true. The game hasn't started yet. Yeah. It's it's gonna start tomorrow. Yeah. And you know, maybe tomorrow doesn't come, and maybe I get to keep practicing, and maybe I yeah. get to keep making things better, and that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. I yeah. yeah. I feel like it's just about just n not wanting that immediate gratification, which is right. really hard it is. for yeah. our personalities. It is. Yeah. It is. But it's also, I mean, it's also what push, and you know, when people say, and I think part of the stress, and it comes back down to ego, 
is that in my past I've had success in a lot of the different business opportunities and and it, but it was a very different business model mm -hmm. and so this one's a little bit different and so there there comes that ego where you want that success right away and I feel like the one thing when you talk about slowing down is that w when I started this it was a sprint and what I realized when you're in the fetal position you know in a puddle of snot is that holy cow as a retailer I need to I need to take care of myself. Right. And that was, an, I mean, that's just one of the things that's really on top of mind for me in the last couple of months is as I take care of myself, it's been really interesting. You mentioned my team mm -hmm. and the, I mentioned my team because they're unbelievable and I just, I'm again, re-energized by them. But when I took a step back and realized this isn't a sprint, I need to take a step back, right. look at it from 50,000 feet. What are we doing right? What are we doing wrong? And I was giving myself some self-care and dropping the ego, being vulnerable, um, encouraging everybody else to be vulnerable and also to take care of themselves in mm -hmm. whatever way that meant for them, is that's when everybody was like, oh, okay, like a big, big deep breath, we got this. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, as much as I try to challenge my team, I don't want them to live in fear. Right. And you know this, Leanne, you can't fill their bucket up yep. with your bucket if there's nothing in it. I feel like that's such a dumb saying, like it just kept going on and on and on. And then I was like, Ugh, oh, nothing else is working. I'll try that. I'll try it. I'll, I'll try taking care of myself. I've been beating my head against the wall for a long time. And yeah. now let me just see what happens when yeah. I do actually look after myself. And, and when you get filled up yourself, yeah. when you give yourself that opportunity, yeah. boy, oh boy, you really have a lot totally. to give other and people. And it's just so much, the reason I think, from, for me anyways, is that the reason I hadn't been doing that is guilt. Mm. So it's like, you know, as a mother, when you have children, it's just like the, a new world, a new level of guilt opens up, you feel bad about everything. It's like, this is, Simone and Ivy is my baby. Right. And so for me to step away from the business and not be there 24 seven and not being on the floor or working on a team or working in a customer's house and to step back, I felt guilty. Mm -hmm. I felt I didn't deserve an hour in the gym or I felt I didn't right. deserve an hour to actually read a book or I mean, Okay, so I haven't read a book, let's be honest. But okay, I, I haven't been to the gym. <laughs> I don't care. We can, <laughs> anyway. Okay, is it, now it's confessions. I also. Retail Confessions drinking. 101. <laughs> exactly. I've been drinking a little bit. <laughs> oh, every day. No, I'm just kidding. Dan, not me. I've been going to the gym. But it really has been like. And and where where that guilt comes from, and I'm sure I'll, I I, must, I feel like every retailer must feel this if you have a team, is that it comes from a place of in here. Yes. And so totally. I would go through these stories, and now I've been explaining them to my team because anytime I can help myself, I try to share that with you know what worked for me. If this helps for you, because if we're the owner or we're the employer, whoever we are, we. We're still humans, we go right. through the same things. And so I would go through this guilt thing where I said to them, I'd be vul vulnerable and say, guys, I'm gonna be away a couple hours tomorrow. I need to take care of myself. I need to take care of some things on the back end of the business. And I'm telling you because I want you to know I'm still working and I would go through that and, and I, I and they were just like looking at me like, yeah. you know, lady, if you need to take a book, just go. <laughs> you don't need to explain to us. You know, But I still felt that guilt. Yeah. And so then I would be like, okay, I'm going to go for a couple hours or an hour and I'm not going to tell them why I'm going because I realized they didn't care. I could tell. <laughs> and so then I was like, okay, so then I would go and while I was gone, Dan, I would, I would create these stories in myself. When I come back to the office, I bet they're going to be thinking and I, and I would have this full conversation with myself. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's been two months and now I, I'm able to share with them some of the conversations I had with them and when I got back they'd be like hey glad you're back good to see you <laughs> I'm like 
okay, they weren't thinking all of that. And so what's so funny and crying again or, or laughing or crying is that it, it really is just like we're just screwing with ourselves as the owners. Right. Is that we put so much pressure on ourselves to be everything and then you realize that just being yourself is enough. It's, it's actually more than enough. Yeah. It's quite all right. Yeah. And I think, you know, you, you asked, you know, how much do I have to put in before I can take out? Yeah. There's no answer. True. You just well, keep putting in. Well, that's the marathon again. That's the marathon. <laughs> the you just marathon. keep putting in. Exactly. I mean, I think we've had this conversation with producer Rob. You just keep putting stuff in the bank. Yeah. And when the bank is full, you'll get something back. And it's yeah. it is you know Bob Negan from uh, from um, you know Whizbang Bob. Everybody loves Whizbang Bob. Yeah. But he talks about the rule of reciprocity. You just you give before you get. You just give, give, yeah. give, give. Yeah. And we put things in that bank all the time. And we do that for our staff, we do yeah. that for our customers. Yeah. And it, with the faith, with the knowledge, it'll pay us back. Yeah, and I feel like that is one thing that's never steered me wrong, or you. Right. And the other thing that's never steered me wrong is hard work. Oh, <laughs> there's no substitute. And so I feel like that's where, you know, I, 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 I've really seen a lot of different small business owners over the, the last 15 years, and two years specifically, working with small business owners to be mm -hmm. successful. And, um, that is the one thing that m you can tell is going to make or break a true entrepreneur. Right. So, you know, if you did this, I think that you would have some good success. Well, I don't have time for that. So you, you don't have time to be successful. And successful. so I'm now I'm hearing those conversations from all of the years and coming back to me, you know, I should, you know, I should be doing something. And as soon as I should be, I know I should be. I should have already started it. Uh, yeah. yeah. And so yeah. it comes back to that, you know, self-checking and hard work. Hard work's never yeah. failed me wrong. So right on. Yeah. I, uh, I gotta tell you, I really have enjoyed this conversation thank and it's not, uh, it's not over yet. I'm sure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. For you. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Leanne from Simone and Ivy.